Welcome to the Eastside Church Podcast. We're a community-driven church based in Charlotte, North Carolina, and invite you to join us on Sunday mornings at 9 or 11 a.m. For more information, visit our website, eastside.co. I love the lyrics of that song that says, Your praises will ever be on my lips, ever be on my lips. Truly speaking, this night what the Lord has placed in my heart to speak, if his praises is on our lips every blessed minute of the day, we have overcome. Definitely we have. Because tonight, I want to reinforce on what God used Pastor Brannon to preach the other day, Pastor Michael to preach the other day, and Brother Brother Tony. Where is he? Yes. Because you know that the major thing as a believer and follower of Christ is hearing from him. And you know, when God touched Brother Tony the other day, when he spoke, because the major thing is faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. When Peter saw Christ, he said, if you are the son of God, bid me to come to you. He never went, but he waited for the word. So every believer and follower of Christ must wait for the word of God. So, but let's see what we have, what the Lord has for us today, and then we share it, and then pray God that it should bear fruit in our heart, and then let us walk, because it's nothing but what I title it is a Christian living, because that's what Brother Brandon pray, uh, uh, preached, because being like Christ is Christian living. And uh, 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 Michael preached, he was talking about we having just no alternative but one hand. I, it was very, very, it touched my heart and it, 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 it had an indelible mark in my mind. Because if we do not have any alternative, what do we have? Just one way. Just one way, we do not have any other way but that way. And Christ said what? I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man commit unto the Father, but by, so that means we don't have any alternative. So by, so what he preached, it was excellent. It was true, the truth, so we have to follow. So you know that in our Christian walk, there is one small member of our body that is very, 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 very toxic, evil, yet it is very, very important. And that's what the book of James chapter 3, we start from verse 1 to verse 12, says, how can we tame that man called the tongue? How can we tame it? That's the important thing for a Christian, because if we can tame the tongue, you know what? We are perfect. That's what he says. I'm not saying it. Because he says it, I believe it. So let's see. James chapter 3, verses 1 to 12, I'm going to read. I'm reading from New, uh, New King James Version. My brethren, let not many of you become teachers, knowing that we shall receive a stricter judgment, for we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man. Underline that. 
if any man does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle, that is restrain, curb, control the whole body. You see the beauty of being able to not to fall in word? And the only thing that can make us to not to fall, we're going to look at it. So indeed, we put bits in horses' mouths that they may obey us, and we turn their whole body. Look also at ships, although they are so large and are driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder wherever the pilot desires. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. See how great a forest, a little fire kindles, and the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body and set on fire because of nature, and it is set on fire by hell. For every kind of beast and bird, of reptile and creature of the sea, is tamed and has been tamed by mankind, but no man can tame the tongue. It is an unruly evil, full of deadly poison. With it, we bless our God and Father. And with it, we, also, we curse men who have been made in the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be so. That's exactly what it is. We should just be no alternative one way. It's supposed not to be so. Does a spring send forth fresh water and bitter from the same opening? Can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olives, or a grapevine bear figs? Does no spring yields both salt, water, and fresh? So before we proceed, let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, you are our God, our refuge, our shelter, the horn of our salvation, our stronghold, our fortress. You are everything to us. Open the eyes of our hearts tonight. Let us hear you. Let us discern your word. Father, we know that this night we will go back fully equipped with the understanding of your word, knowing that you have given it to us without upbraiding, upbraiding, liberally without upbraiding, because you are a father who gives us. You are a father who blesses us every day. Daily, you load us with benefit. Daily, you bless us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. And daily, you supply our needs according to our riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Thank you. To you be the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. So like I said last Sunday, I was touched because God used Brother Brannon to preach in a miraculous way, and he was talking about becoming like Christ. Very, very important. If we are his children, Galatians 4 verse 6 says that, because you are his sons, he sends the spirit of his son into your heart, crying out, Abba, Father. So if we are his children, ought we not to behave as he is? Ought we not to bear the same fruit that when people see us, they say, yes, that's a child of God. 
The only way that can happen is that when people see us, it's not by just talking. I don't want to tell somebody I'm a Christian. I want somebody to see in me, as they saw in Paul, Silas, Peter, say, of a truth, these people were with Christ. That brings glory unto him. Because he said, Christ said in John, John 14, verse 16, he will glorify me. That's the spirit of truth. He will glorify me. Because everything that is from me, he will take it and show it unto you. So when he shows, that, when he shows, that is, it bears witness that this is the Son of God. And that's exactly who we are because we are the children of the living God. And he has given us that grace in John 1 verse 12. As many as receive him to them, he's given the power to become the children of God. And those that believe in his name. And remember that Christ prayed for each and every one of us in John, to, uh, in John 17 verse 20. I'm praying not for those for these ones alone, but I'm praying for those who will believe in me according to their word. That's exactly what it is. So the children of God ought to bear the semblance of the Father. And that's one of the things that I was, I was touched. And I was, I mean, you know, I was trembling at goosebumps as he was preaching. Say, how can we become? Because remember, whatever that we do, if we're not walking according to the word, yes, Miracles can happen. Like he said, yes, go away. I don't know you because the words that you did, you did not have a relationship with me. Because if you have a relationship with him, what is going to happen? Those signs will follow because when people see you, what is going to accompany you? Compassion, love, uh, 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 um, uh, long-suffering, peace, joy. And people will not, you will not frank. Why? Because you're not a citizen of this world. Nothing in this world concerns you. Remember that when Christ was on earth, he was praying that we should be protected of this world, the evil of the world. Not that we should, he should take us out of the world, but he should protect us from the evil ones. That's what he prayed. And do you think that prayer has dwindled? No. Do you think that prayer is still effective today? Yes, yes it is effective. And it will ever be effective because... He is in control. As long as he is the Lord of lords, the King of kings, nothing can change it. Because forever, what, do, what does the word say? Forever his word is established in heaven. Because when he says, it must come to pass. Isaiah 55 verse 11, what does he say? My word, can, the, my word cannot come out void without fulfilling. So when he prayed for us, he meant it. Take it to the bank and cash it. Yeah. So, becoming like Christ, what does it actually mean? I, I, I wanted to share that first because I was really, I, I want to glean a little bit on that. It means that we have to do some sacrifice. We have to. There's no way that we can have anything without sacrificing. Remember what David said in, in Second Samuel uh, chapter 24, verse 24. He said, I cannot sacrifice anything that doesn't cost me money to the Lord. I cannot. When the king offered him, he said, oh, yeah, yeah, everything, take it and offer. No, 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 no. Wait a minute. If it doesn't cost me anything, I'm not going to use it. That is why when you take, when, when that's why Christ said, take up your cross. That's what he says in, a, 
Uh, it says in Ma- Matthew chapter 16, verse 24, if any, any of you wants to be my follower, you must turn from your selfish ways, take up your cross, and follow me. Yes, that's the sacrifice we have to make. Take up your cross and follow him. What does it mean to take up one's cross? It's very simple. Very simple. <laughs> very simple. Because in Matthew, 20, Matthew 11, verse 28, it says that, Come to me, you all that are labor and heavy laden, I will give you rest. Take my yoke and learn from me, for I am meek and easy. Is that right? For your soul will find a resting place. When you take that, because what does it mean to yoke, to take the yoke? To bond with him. That's basically what it is. Because remember, the yoke normally is what they use in controlling the horses. So when you yoke them, you can control them. But now this is not a control because it is an easy thing. Say, my, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So when we are yoked with him, when we have that bond of salvation that he has given to us, because every one of us is given that. When we say, Lord, I accept you as my Lord and Savior, you are given that right to become his child, and that yoke is given so that you can take it. Because always, what does he want? He wants us to take the lighter one and he, because he carried the heavy one. Because he loves us. He doesn't want us to be burdened. That's the most important, because he loves us so dearly. Our God and Savior is the one that we should follow in every way, whatever that he says we do, because why? He loves us. We can feel it. I mean, if somebody could lay down his life so that you and I would be reconciled unto the Father and all our sins have been wiped away, all our sicknesses have been born on the cross so that by his stripes we are healed, why wouldn't I follow that person? Why wouldn't I go to him? Why wouldn't I trust him? Why wouldn't I put my faith in him? Remember, faith is not just belief, but the actualization of the word of God. Like Brother Tony said, because when he said, come, he followed that word. So we have to listen to the word of God. Remember that for us to be like Christ is a function of who we listen to. Who we listen to? Junk in, junk out, isn't it? If we listen to television for 24-7, what will, what, what will come out of us? Zero. <laughs> Zero. We have nothing. But if we let the word of God be in us, be in us, definitely something good will come out. Because Luke 6 verse 45 says, A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. Because when you see so much, when you see so much, what, 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 it, what does it mean to you? You become that. So then what should we do? Remember that if we meditate on the word of God all day long, it will be evident in us because what will come out of our mouth will be wisdom from the word of God. That's, 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 that's a simple, simple, thing, simple truth because when the wisdom of God from the word of God, remember two things we have to think about here. 
when we talk about knowledge and wisdom, there are two separate things. Wisdom is lived, but knowledge is knowing. You can carry knowledge forever without actualizing it. It doesn't help you, but wisdom is lived. When you live the word, it makes a difference. Because when you meditate, remember that's the commandment that God gave to Joshua. And if we say, look, look in Psalm 1, that his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. So when we meditate the word of God, what comes out of, God, of us? The fruit of the spirit, because that word is a wisdom. That wisdom comes out of us. And when people see us, we are completely different. Completely different. Because while the world is crying, oh, this thing is so bad, <laughs> you are living in, a, you are not in the currency of the you are not living in the currency of the world. The currency of the world is not part of you. Even though you are in the world, you are just passing through. You are a pilgrimage. Or you are a pilgrim. You are a pilgrim. You are just a stranger, a visitor. That's all. Because it doesn't concern you. You are the citizen in heaven. And that's the most important. So the word. Because Psalm 119 verse 9 says what? What can change a, a young man's way? By living according to the word of God. So if we meditate, if we meditate the word of God day and night, it's going to change us. It's going to make us completely a new creation in Christ. Because all things have passed away. Behold, everything has been made new. That's important. In fact, this is a very long, long message, but I, I just want to try and, and make it uh, short. So let's notice, uh, because I, I was gleaning from what Brandon uh, spoke last Sunday, because it was very, very good. Believe me, if you were there and then you listened from the spiritual ears, you would have been touched so dearly. Because there's, there's nothing that a believer needs like being like Christ. What are we striving for? That's the goal of a believer. Because we will be changed. The word says that we will be changed. Changed like who? Changed to be who? Changed to be like him. And if we do not have a relationship with him that we're supposed to have now, where are we going? Who are we following? If we are not depicting whatever that we are doing, whatever we are saying, whatever people see us, we are not depicting him. Where are we going? What are we doing? We are not doing anything. We are not saving him. But I do know that one of the things I believe about this church is that the leadership and the prayer team here, daily, we lift everybody up to live for him. Because when we live for him, you know what? We will glory in him. Every one of us, because we do not want anybody to be left behind. We want everybody to, be jo to join in the harvest and rejoice with him. Because he is the Lord of lords, the King of kings, an everlasting father that we have to worship in trial and spirit. So let's even start from verse 1, what he says. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle, that is restrain, curb, control the whole body. How can we not stumble in word? Remember, if we are perpetually connected to the vine, perpetually. If we are perpetually connected to the vine, we can never stumble. Because remember, if we have in our kitchen sink, if we shut the main valve that water comes into the house, do we have water in the sink? Zero. We don't have anything. But if we open that, that main valve, water comes in. That's exactly what we have to allow that communication with him. And be quick 
Let your, your, be swift in everything that you do because anytime that you know that your heart, because as a child of God, when you have it, because we all have the Spirit of God in us, if you do something that convicts you that, oh, what you did is wrong, immediately just refrain from it, repent from it, go back so that that connection will stay. So that when you pray, because the fervent, the fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much. And remember, 1 Corinthians uh, uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 21, says that we are his righteousness in Christ Jesus. That's who we are. We are God's righteousness in Christ Jesus. So there's nothing that, so like we say, oh God, I'm a sinner. You are not a sinner when you accept him as your Lord and Savior. You are no longer a sinner because you have been changed from darkness into light. And once you have been changed from darkness into light, you are the son of righteousness in him. Not our own, because it's by grace that we are given. It's a gift from him, so that we, that humbles us to know that it is something that is given to us. So if we, through prayers and supplications and confirming the indwelling Holy Spirit that is in us, as it is written in 1 Corinthians 2.12, for we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might understand the things freely given by God. <laughs> you see? Because the spirit that comes from him tells us exactly what is ours. The spirit of the world doesn't know the things of the spirit. It doesn't because it's of the flesh. It has no clue. But the spirit that comes from God helps us to understand, and that's why we can glean. You know, that is why I was able to discern what God used Brother Brannon, uh, 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 Brother Michael, and attorney, because it was so good. The last three son, the last reason was excellent. So those we can pray, Psalm one forty one verse three, said a God, O Lord, over my mouth, keep watch over the door of my mouth and my lips. That will certainly help us not to stumble in word. It is easier to get distracted from being able to have self control and be perfect, as the word says, because we sometimes enjoy the attention of the world. <laughs> we want to belong, isn't it? We want to, people to like us. But remember, when he says in 1 John chapter 3, verse 1, what manner of love that the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called his children. The world does not know us. Why? Because they did not know him. So you have to think. When you have that, dance, uh, that uh, hands in glove, with the, with the world, think twice because they did not like him. Christ said, I have given your word to them, but they, the world hated them. Why? Because they're not of the world. You are not of the world. You can never, ever be dancing and seek world's attention. No. No. It doesn't mean that you hate, you don't hate people. You love them. But when you are eating with the devil, what do you do? Have a long spoon. <laughs> when you are eating with the devil, have a long spoon, very long one, so that you just feed and they say, bye-bye, hello, bye-bye, hello. That's what you have to do. <laughs> so remember that we are citizens of, the, of, of heaven, not of this world. That's why Christ prayed the Father not to take us out of the world, but to protect us from the evil one. We like to be loved by the world, even though the word says in 2 Corinthians 6, 17 to 18, 
Wherefore, come out from among them. That's what that's, it's a commandment. It's not something that we have to juggle. Therefore, uh, say, there, uh, wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, said the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, and will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, said the Lord Almighty. This is where we have to improve. Love your neighbor as yourself, but do not conform to what he or she does so that he or she will like you. The love of the world is an enmity with the Father. So that's what we have to remember. So I do not have much time, but I will just glance through this and then say a few things on what we have to watch this. Remember this, that in verses 7, in verse 7, it says that for every kind of beast and bird, of reptile and creature of sea. Oh, no, no, I've missed something. This is very important. Verses 5 and 6. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. Okay. Why is the tongue our enemy, a world of evil? If we meditate on the word of God, we will not be interested in the boast of the tongue. Never. Because you know that. What does, the, what does the tongue boast about? Things of the world. Things of no zero, I call it zero value. Remember what the, the teacher says? It's vanity. Vanity of vanities is vanity. And he said we came into the world with nothing, and it is certain we go back. So most of the things that bring strife among brethren, among brothers, among sisters, is nothing but the things of the world that does not have value, which Christ had warned us that we should not fend for the meat that will perish but the meat that will last everlasting. And that is the word of God. Remember what happened to Martha and, and, and Mary? When Martha, was, uh, when Martha was complaining to Christ, that, okay, I'm saving everything, and that Christ said, Martha, Martha, you, you worry about so many things that are not needed, that are not needed. But only one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that. And that will not be taken away from her. And that's exactly what we have to choose. That's the only thing. And when we chose that, we don't have time for all this boast nonsense that will bring strife, that will bring envy, that will bring trouble, that will bring all these things. That's the way that we can bridle our tongues. Because when we, we're in the word, tell me how many minutes. Because every time, what is, is passing through you? Oh, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Make me to lie down in green pastures. Leave me in, the green, in, in, in green pastures. He restored my soul. That's what is going through you. I lift up my eyes onto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help comes from the Lord who makes heaven and earth. That, that's, that's it. So, he who dwells in the sacred place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I'll say unto, unto the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in Him. I, that, those are the things that, because every blessed day, if that takes your mind, your attention, you will never have any time to, to, to quarrel with anybody. If somebody comes to you, what will come out of your mouth? Blessings. Because that's what is going through you. So for every kind of beast and bird of reptile and creature of the sea is tamed. What makes it impossible or difficult to tame the tongue? Lack of knowledge of the word of God. That's the key. So I, I'm, 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 a, I'm a, big, a big fan of word because I know the only thing that can change a person is the word of God. Because in the beginning was the word of God and the word was with God and the word was God. That's the only thing. In everything that we do, if we don't spend time, let it cost you five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes of your day. 
If it costs you 20, 20, 30 minutes of your day, it makes perfect sense. You know what? If you add that every day and have one verse of the Bible, think about it, 365 verses in a year. And uh, I know that there are sometimes that people put, uh, we have fears that, oh, if the, if the word of God, if the Bible is taken away from us, what do we do? The Bible is taken away from us. And remember now we talk about electronics. Everyone is carrying their cell phone, um, Bible apps. If it's taken away from you, what will you do if you don't have it here? So that's why we have to spend, because it's worth it. The word of God is life. Remember John 6, verse 63. For the word gives life. The spirit gives life. The flesh profits zero, nothing, nothing. It doesn't profit anything. But the words I have spoken to you, they are life and they are spirit. So if we take the word, we have life, we have the spirit. Because when we have the word of God, we are completely different. The tongue, this, this something called tongue, can be tamed by the word of God. If we meditate day and night, if we let the word of God be in us, if we let everything that we, our, all our hope be in him, just like the psalmist says, Psalm, 90, Psalm 119 verse 97, oh, how I love your word. I, it has become my meditation all day long. That's what it is. So, oh, how I love, I love your word. It has become my meditation all, all day long. So if we let it be our meditation all day long, the, the tongue will be turned. We will be out of trouble. We'll be perfect because if we do not stumble in word, I love that. Take it. If we do not stumble in word, we are perfect. Is it not something that we should pursue? The only way that we cannot stumble in word is by meditating on the word of God. Because when the new language replaces the old language, remember, we're supposed to be just one-way traffic. Because that's the source that we are. We use the tongue to praise God. We use the tongue to bless people. How should we use the tongue to curse again? Can one source of water bring two different tastes of water? As the children of the living God, we're supposed to have one characteristic. In fact, probably I've said this before. In my science, in one of the sciences, quantum mechanics, we learn about eigenvalues, eigenfunction. Eigenfunction is supposed to be single-valued and continuous. That's the life of a Christian. Single-valued, continuous. Meaning that if I'm found in the dark, I'm the same as I'm found in the light. If I'm alone, I am the same as I'm outside. So it doesn't matter where I am. Then I will not fear why I am completely wrapped by the word of God, which is the spirit of God. Remember, that's Christ. That's Christ, the word. It's Christ. It's wrapping us. It's not just inside alone, but it's wrapping around, completely wrapping us with the word. And that completely should change us. So I won't go so much, but I'm praying that, I'm praying one prayer for everybody. Because uh, Ephesians 3 verse 19 when Paul was praying for the church of Ephesus, he said that, I'm praying that, that you know the love of Christ beyond all knowledge so that you will be filled with all fullness of God. So we ought to, 
live a life that brings glory unto God. So there's some, a song that I want us to sing before we go, but before we do that, I want all of us to join. If you can put uh, Psalm 19 verse 14 on the, on the, on the board. So that, let that be our prayer tonight before we sing. It says, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. That's basically what it says, because that's a prayer I want us to say that, because if the, the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart is acceptable unto God, all is well. All is well. So, and uh, based on that, let us sing, I told her, uh, we want to sing this old song, very, very old, but this is my desire to honor you. Lord, with all my heart, I worship you. All I have within me, I give you praise. All that I adore is in you. Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. I live for you alone. Every breath that I take, every moment I'm awake, Lord, have your way in me. Let that be our prayer tonight. Amen. Once again, thank you for listening to the Eastside Church Podcast. If you have any questions or need more information, please visit our website, eastsidechurch.co.